0: Today's daf is kuf yat zion. We're holding the Mishnah at the bottom of kuf tes zion amud bey. Zog the halaga Mishnah. A person steals a field from his friend. Now just bear in mind, Taisu points out, you can't really steal a field. It's not like metaltalin. When you steal metaltalin, you change the reshus of the item. So there's a concept of Kinyan gezelah. So like you now, at least like you're partially the owner with liability. In terms of fields, you can like you can uh, move the border, you can. But, the, but in essence, really, the item still is the item of the original person, right? So it's not there's no kinyan Partners exela. What's that? A partnership in this case, right? No, no, you don't, even it doesn't matter. Even but the bottom line is, it's still his, and it's still where it always was. It doesn't change domain. It doesn't change uh, uh, a jurisdiction, right? A field, a piece of land, right? So your person stole it, and what happened was that he had stolen it and while he had stolen it then masikin. Masikin, they, they translate it as extortionists but they're basically violent people that come and they stole it from the thief means they took it away from the thief and there's nothing you can do i mean you can't these guys you're either made men right yeah there's nothing you can say t- you can't do anything to these guys okay now the question is like this the owner now right he goes back to the thief the thief says, hey, listen, I don't even have it either. I don't have it. So what's the, is there any uh, liability here? Now, it's, 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 it, if you take a look, uh, Tysmith deals with the issue of your, because technically you could argue that there really should not be liability on the thief because the thief really never got kinyan in it. It's not like he had it, and then somebody else took it from him, but he already became liable. But he did not really become liable, per se, because there was no kinyan exhala, because it's told him a piece of land. So Texas discusses over here whether this either the laws we're gonna see in this Mishnah, is dine de garmi, dine garmi, those who cause, who hold you responsible for causative actions, so, like indirect type actions, or most Mishonim learn that there's going to be a penalty assessed. It's a penalty because technically meikra din you should not be chayev, but the rabbis just wanted to set the send a message: don't do this kind of stuff because we're going to hold you liable. Now, what's the issue over here? So one is going to discuss is that if these masiki, these extortionists, basically came into the land and were doing it, and we're basically seizing everybody's land. So then, in such a case, the fact that the thief took it did not really uh, create the situation that now, because of him, the original owner lost it. Because even if the thief had not taken it, since these extortionists were doing it to everybody in the area, they probably would have taken that land even if the thief had not taken it from the original owner, right? So in such a case, he's ba- he can basically say, listen, you, know, you can get it away from the extortionists. extortionist, go get it. But if they took it from the thief, because they were going after the thief specifically, meaning the reason the extortion is they had something against this guy. So now the owner, he says, listen, if you wouldn't have touched it, I wouldn't have lost it. I only lost it, why? Because you made it yours, you changed the boundaries, and that's, they took it from you. So therefore, that's when we ding him. We We punish the thief and make the thief have to pay the owner. Now again, we're saying we're to say it's a penalty. Really, it's not compensatory because in terms of compensation, there was no kinyan exela. So you could argue that he shouldn't be chayiv. But again, we're to learn. There's a special takana that he is going to be chayiv. But you hear the distinction between the two cases, right? So let's see it inside. So now, yeah, it is like this. So in makas medina, this was a makas medina. Means this was happening across the country, across the province everybody was getting their, uh, their fields uh, uh, seized from these extortionists. So on the low, then we allow the robber to say, go take what is yours. means you can get away from them, you can get it away, but there's nothing we can do. I, I, you can't hold me responsible. But in But if the field was taken because the thief himself had it, and they went after only that, the thieves' land, so then is responsible to replace the field with a different field. I mean, that's a penalty that is imposed by Chachamim on this fellow. Now, pointed out is that, again, so sometimes there were little differences in the Mesorah. So he said, that, those who have the Mesorah in the Mishnah, of the word masikin with a samach lomishdavish, that's not a mistake. matzikin, um, and those that have the masora with a tzadi, also lomishdavish is not considered to be a mistake. Why? They both refer to extortionists, and both have a source in the Torah that they refer to that type of activity. So, umanatani matzikin If you have it with a tzadi, it's not a, it's not considered mistaken. Uh, it's not a mistaken text because we have the pasuk says in the by the Tokacha that you will end up eating. The fruit of your womb, and you'll be under siege and under. You'll say You'll be under siege matzok, and you'll be under oppression. So you see the word matzikin, matzok is someone who oppresses. So that fits the context also of what we're discussing. These these extortionists, they're oppressors of people. And ma'atani with a The posit talks about again in the in the torah it says is that your the produce of your land will be inherited by the tzalatzal is the locusts, it's the type of locusts. So therefore, if you look at the translation, the Aramaic, the Targum Unkulus, it says, what does it mean? Yareish at It says Yaksine, Yaksanine will be inherited by the Sakha. So you see, sakaa is a lotion of Mesekin. That's the it's locusts. Those that that take things from people, that things that take that have been taken away, dispossessing people. The locusts. That is interesting. That in, in, in Baltimore and in different places, every few years they have this uh, these locusts and they, that come and they like they come out of the ground literally, and then you, you, they are call the cicadas. but anyway, let's go back to it. now. The Mura has the following question, alright? Let me let me let me let me set it out outside and then we'll understand it clearly. The, the, the Mishnah seems to have a second part of the Mishnah seems to be completely redundant. Because the Mishnah says like this: that if somebody steals, misappropriates somebody else's field, alright? So it starts off that and then that field, the robbers, the robber who stole the field has it taken away by extortionists, right? So now, the Mishnah says like this, if this was a, 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 a countrywide issue, then he can say to the owner, take which is yours. Stop the Mishnah right there, right? What would we have implied? What's the next part? Without writing anything else. If it's not, if it, if it's not going around all over, and it was only taken by you because because you're the one that possessed because it, something. then you're Mikhaya. So why do you have to speak it out? Why do you have to say this? It. it it's push it. It can be implied, right? It's getting implied from the first one. There's no need, it's redundant. You don't need to say it. Obviously that second clause must be adding something, a nuance that I would not have known because I'm not the, the, the very important Tanoim, don't say words. That are not necessary to be said. That's the point over here. So that's what one wants to know. So, what does it mean now? one so, it? So know so, means what what is, is the a, what is the is what exactly is the is the case being stated over here? Mean like this. Means that like this is what the uh, this would have been meaning what is the uh, implication of of the statement that's being made right so it says like meaning, meaning what is the case actually that second that second case which seems very if it means simple what it states that it was taken because it was his so I'm that the extortionists took it because it was his the law ara and they did not extort they did not take anybody else's field right that could have been already inferred from the first half of the Mishnah, right? In Markas Medina. It says if it's a Markas Medina, you can say, HaResh HaKhalofa Necha. Implies that if it's not a Makas Medina, he's not able to say it, so why do I have you to know. write it? And <laughs> Eloi, Eloi. So my like, it's like this. Meaning, with, there's going to be two ways to explain this. But the first way it's saying is teaching us the following: is that uh, the, uh, the, that it's actually that second half of the Mishnah is talking about a sec- a separate ruling. It's not connected to the first half. Let me explain to you what the ruling is going to be, and then see how to read it in the Mishnah. But the ruling is going to be is like this. Let's say somebody who is not actually a robber, means he did not steal the, uh, the land from the owner in the way that we understood in the first half of the Mishnah. The case is as follows, is that, we, that the person uh, gets wind of that the king is sending agents to uh, seize a piece of property. The king wants to seize a piece of property in a certain area, and his agents are out there looking for a property that will best service the needs of the king. So this guy takes a proactive action, and what he does, he goes and shows the agent somebody else's field in order to protect his own. Right? Now, what's the halacha there? Chayev or Potter? Uh, I'm not sure. Right. So that's what the morning is going to say is that since there was no there was no gun against his head, he was just basically doing this to save himself, in such a case, even though you could argue, maybe it's indirect, there the Rachel penalized such a guy and he's going to have to pay the person who showed the field that he showed. So the case, let's read the words inside. Oh, okay. So the like, Tzricha is the achve achvuye that he went and showed somebody el- the agents somebody else's field, all right? Now, that, that, how do you read that in the, uh, in, 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 in the language? So we have to read in the language, is Im Meaning, if a field was taken because of the thief, now he's not an actual thief, because it's not connected to the first half of the Mishnah where somebody actually stole somebody else's property, and then they, mean if we're calling him a thief, but if the land was taken by these extortionists because this guy went and showed them the land to take, then also he's going to have to replace this field to the owner. So now we understand, because that's not so posh. Like you yourself said, I don't know what the reason, yes, no, 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 I'm not sure. Comes along and says, that's just as bad. That's just as bad. So therefore, so again, so it's two separate rulings. The first ruling is that if you stole someone's land, like you went and messed around with the borders, you moved the borders, and then the, the extortionist took that piece of property from you, then what does the ruling say? So it says, if it affects the entire region, then you could say, let's tell the guy, that's where it is, you'll go get it. But an implied in that is that if it's because of you, then you're gonna be chayef. Second ruling, second ruling is if you went and showed them somebody else's field, then you're also going to be high. But now we understand there's no redundancy in it. That's first, the first way of learning, right? Lishnah, achrina. another way to learn the Mishnah is as follows. Yaskinan, the case is talking about over here, is like this. Now in order to understand this, we're going to see later on that actually if you are being beaten up, you're being beaten up and in order to uh, protect yourself from really that they, they, they you, you went and, you, go and you, gave, you gave them somebody else's property, so then we're gonna see there's a question as to whether or not, I meaning they're beating you up because they want that somebody else they want to find out where somebody else's thing is and you give over that information, so then there's gonna be, then you're exempt from such a situation. But let's say they're beating you up to get your item and you go and give them someone else. Then for sure you're going to be chayyim. Now what's the case over the case over here is a little different because the case over here is where our, this is connected to that first case. Means you are you stole a piece of property. Now amongst all the property you had, you had nine pieces of property and you stole. Now you have ten pieces of property, but one of those pieces of properties are actually. Belong to someone else. Now they are beating you up because they want you. They want you to identify your own properties. Now you identified your own properties, but you included in the uh, the property that you identified, you included the the piece of property that you stole from somebody else, and that's the property that the extortionist went away, went and took. Now this is not so pushed over yet because you could argue, yes, if you clearly identify somebody else's property, you would have been chayef. Because then you're, you're just trying to get him to stop taking yours. But in this case, because you're concerned, because you know, that most people think that all ten of these properties are yours, and if you would have only shown nine, you would have shown ten. They might think that you're trying to hide a property, even though that one property really belongs to someone else. So in this case, what's that more considered like? Showing that they took that that you, you they took your property, or they took somebody else's property directly because of you? Should you be chai And that says the Gemara Kegoyin Dan de They forced him. They were beating him up. And we said. They didn't say show us somebody else's property, because that wouldn't up. They said show us your property. Now what did he show them? He showed them all his lands and included them in the land he showed was the one land that he had stolen. And he showed them that property amongst his other lands. Now, that's very important because if all he did was show them the land that he had stolen, well, then, then for sure he's going to be Because But he showed them all his land and included in that was the one piece of property, showed, that, was the piece of property that was stolen. Only, then there's no Shiloh. If, if he showed them all that he actually did really wrong, yeah. and you're saying that had he not shown them they would have thought oh that one is That's what gone. you could have thought, have a havamina. But the mice doesn't help. The mice is still chayed. At the end of the day, it's still going to be chai. So once there's like this, and that's the Kiddush. The Kiddush is there's a Svarot to say that maybe he should pot, be potter because it's not like showing somebody else's property directly, kamash malam. At the end of the day, the bottom line is you're responsible, you're going to have to pay. But again, this is not, this is a novel concept. This is not something we could have deduced or inferred from the first half of the Mishnah. So therefore, the so bottom line is two ways to explain the Mishnah, the second half of the Mishnah. He's talking about just a regular case where you went and showed them somebody else's property and therefore you are chayev because you're just trying to deflect or is it where you're being beaten up and you showed them your property but you were the robber and it's included in this. That's the two ways of learning, but either way you're higher. Okay. Yeah. Now. So the case was as follows. Is that uh, the, the, the extortionists came into an area and somebody went and showed them the silos, the, uh, the, the, the wheat storage places of the Reish Galusa. Reish Galusa. was the titular head of the Jewish community. So he was a wealthy guy. And he went and showed them where he keeps his grain, where he stores his wheat. All right. And they confiscated them. Right? So, Asa Kameder of Nachman. So uh, this person came before Rav Nachman, I guess the Reish Kalusa, uh, Rav Nachman was the head dying in, in Bavam, and they brought this guy to court, wanting him to be responsible for the damage that he caused. Now again, bear in mind, we're talking about an indirect damage, not a direct, uh, it's only causative, because he didn't actually damage, he just identified where these items were. So Rav Nachman So Rav said, you are high of pay." So Yosef Yosef uh, Rav bar- uh, So Yosef happened to be sitting at the court case behind Rav Bar Kiyo. But Yosef, Ravuna bar- Kiyo, rab- and Rav Huna Bar Kiyo was sitting in front, right in front of Rav Nachman. So Amale bar- l- Rav Huna so, Bar So said to Rav Nachman, a is what you're doing now. Do you hold that this is an actual?" Uh, a, uh, law of damages? Is this a universal principle of damages that you hold you're applying? Or is this a special knas that's a one-off because maybe this guy's done this five times before, right? He so, said, I want to know is this is this uh, is this the principle? Is this the law? Meaning is this normative law that we can we're gonna see can we learn from or is this was a, uh, a one-off right a one-time thing. So I'm a lay so Rav Nachman said, I consider this to be the normative law because I derived it from the Mishnah. What did the Mishnah say? none we learned in the Mishnah, the part of the Mishnah we just dealt with right now, that if the extortionists took it because of the Gazzlin, so the gaslin is now penalized and he has to replace the field for the original owner. And how did we explain that case? We just got through, we explained it in one of the clauses, the case was talking about where he, he showed the extortionist, he showed them the property to deflect from his own properties. So what do you see? We see there that if you go and show somebody somebody else's property, you're going to be hired. And therefore, that's the principle that I applied over here. I don't see that any different in our case. So, so after Rav Nachman had left and given his ruling, so then Rav Yosef asked what exactly were you asking? What difference did it mean to you whether you held that this was a principle or it was a special knas? What were you asking? So because if it is the general principle then Then it is considered norm of law that we can, the sets precedence. We can learn from it. but but if it's only a special penalty that is unique to the situation, so we don't know all of the details specifically of why that penalty is being imposed, and therefore what? We would not be able to apply this to other situations. says the word like this. Well, how do you know that's the case? How do you know that if something is a fine, we cannot apply it to other situations? Meaning... Even a fine, meaning like there's a fine, I maybe I, I misspoke, I means if we can find out all the details why that fine was applied, why can't that become normal halacha that in these type of situations we can therefore apply the fine if we think it's similar to other and apply the fine in the same way? Why do you have to have this as being a normal principle as opposed to being a fine, but in a fine we can't, why can't we, we learn out that if it's a fine that we can apply the fine in other places? Right? You get the question. How do you know that a fine you don't learn. So the Gmurna says like this. The Gmurna says and brings down from a bryce and maseches gittin. And the maseches gittin, the bris. this is one of the primary sugars of talking about hezek she'en a Let's say you cause somebody damage, but it is not something that is discernible in the physical appearance of the item. Halachically, I took a dead sheritz and I touched it to your truma. Okay? Now, when I pull that sheritz away and somebody looks at the truma, Truma looks just as good as it did yesterday, but the problem is halachically, what did I do to it? I made a tame, so therefore, and, and and basically, it's 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 got no no value. So now, what comes out? So if you hold a hezek sha'ina nicker, is not really a damage. You can't hold somebody in a court of law. Shemayim, you're not on the plaque for the Lamed vav tzadikim list. You're not getting that. But la in court of law, maybe it cannot be mechayv. So the the the, 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 the discusses that there were certain cases where they imposed a penalty for a hezek sha'ina nicker. Right, they made it. you are chayef, even though it's a Hezek She'eda nicker. Now what's the case over there? It says Barishona, initially, the original Takana was ha somebody that goes and Metame, the case that I just said, that he made somebody's true Metamea, he made someone's item, basically no, no residual value, I'm like making a tummy Or a manasseh he took somebody's wine and he poured it for a libation to Avodah Did the same, the same result, the same. The wine looks 100% fine, however, it's aser Bahano, right? So therefore, in both of those cases, they said that we are going to impose a penalty. That what? That, the person that did it, even though it's has a She'in a Nikr, even though there's no discernible damage, he is high enough to pay the owner for the item that he halachically uh, destroyed. Now, Chosro Lomer, then they went back, means they added to the Takona, and they added Afa Medamea. They also added to the, the case of Medamea. Now, what's the case of Medamea? The case of Medamea is that, let's say, you have a pile of Chulin, and you have a pile of Truma. The chulin you can eat yourself, the truma you have to give to the kohen. Somebody goes and takes the truma and mixes it together with your chulin. Now basically I can't eat it anymore. I'm not a kohen. So now basically I'm, uh, he's messed me up. Now it's not zero write off because you can get a kohen to buy it from you but it's gonna be at a much lesser value then it was worth. But they added that also, that's considered to be a penalty and whatever the negative impact to the owner is, you have to make good, you have to make restitutions. Now, what do we see over there? We see that they had to add another case of knas. Why did they have to add it? If you say that once there's Knoss imposed, that becomes normative law and we can learn from Knossos, then why did they have to convene and add another case to where we're going to make you have to pay the penalty? You should say you should be able to learn it out from the first two cases. What do we see? The fact that I go back and add a third case shows that you cannot learn out from something which is clearly Knoss. That's the point we're making. So what want like this. So says the Gemara is that, uh, so says the Gemara like this. So now, uh, it says, They went and included the person who makes his trume into your chulin in, You see, only because they went back afterwards and they reconvened and added another case. But if they wouldn't have added that other case, you you would not have been able to learn from it. So when it says, "I it's my timer, what's the reason they had to add the case? Since we're talking about clearly things that are penalties, and from penalties you would not have been able to extrapolate it on your own. We wouldn't have been able to learn it on without the base then going and adding that case. All right, Sigmund so says like this, look, that's not the pshat. It's not the pshat, it could be that you could extrapolate from knas. But so then why did I have to add the third case? Because this knas, is different than the first two. The first two, what the person did, there was no residual value. What you did, basically, you disqualified it, the person can't use it. The third case is, it was a partial damage, why? It's because it's not that, it's completely written off. His chuli now has mixed in the truma, he can still sell it to a co and add a a much more discounted rate. So you might think, well then if it's not a complete write-off, maybe there's no knas. That's why they had to add the third case, but not because you cannot extrapolate from knas, right? Someone says like this. So says the like, me originally they thought Le Hefid Marubheshu, maybe where there is a Hefzid meruba, a, a, a large loss, means a complete loss, a complete write-off. That's where they imposed a Knas. But Le when it's only a minor loss, where it's only causes them to sell at a discounted rate, La they were not concerned to impose a Knas under that situation. Well absurd. And therefore, when they came back and added that third case, they were basically making a statement is that no, we hold you responsible even if it's not a complete right-off, even if you're forcing the guy now to sell the discounted rate. That we also concern ourselves with a, with a minor loss as well. So bottom line is that it comes out is that therefore you don't see that you can't learn out from knas. Right. Maybe you could learn out from knas, okay? So therefore, so basically, that what, what what the point we're saying before is why did you need to know? Is this normative aloha or is it a knas? Because if it's knas, who says you can learn from? We see you could learn out from knas, and you're right, right? Now. What has to be worked in, and I, I don't want to get into this, it's more Ian, because the Chorah, even if the Mishnah, if you learn not like, Tosheth wanted to say that maybe it's you're your passing that causative aloha you're responsible for, then it could be normative law, law, if that's what you hold. But if you hold it to Knas over there, then, then how could you learn out from Knas over there? I, I'm not, I don't want to get too deep into this. Now, says the Gemara that this answer is not really going to suffice. Now, let me tell you what the Gemara is going to ask. There was alternative text in the Brayson. We're going to see there was another girsa in what the correct text of the brysor was. Now, according to the alternative text of the Brysa, you're not going to be able to give the answer we gave. Meaning the reason they had to add the third case, it was only when it's a partial damage, not a full damage. That's the answer we gave. We're going to see that doesn't work in the alternative text. What's the alternative? Aini, is this so? Can this answer be a good answer? By the Chorabahatani Abu Avin, the father of Avin, when he taught the Brysa according to his Mesorah, he had the version as follows. That initially, which two cases did the Chachamim impose a knas? Was the case of where you contaminated someone else's tumma, you took a sheretz and held it to the tumah, to the truma, or Medameya, where you mixed his Chulin with truma. Right now, that was part of the original case. What was the third case they added? They added the case where person stuff was poor pollination. Right now. You can't give the same answer because the original Takana included either a complete write-off or a partial write-off. The third case they added was a complete write-off. Why do you have to add the third case and not learn out from the first two? Must be because you can't learn out from knas. That would seem to be a much stronger, and now this is a proof, would be a good proof, that you can't learn from Knast. Chas are in only because they went back. And they added the case of Ya'anasa. But La if they wouldn't have added the case of Chazir. you would not have been able to derive it on your own. My time, what's the reason? La Mishum de Lugamina Mi Knasa. Must be because we don't learn from Knas. So this would be a riah that we don't learn from Knas, supporting what we had said before. That's why I wanted to know whether it was normative alloch or it was a knas, because you can't learn out from knas. So that uh, so therefore that would be a good raya again the gemara deflects it says rab yosef no that's not a raya and let me explain to you outside if we're going to give another reason why that third case had to be added and if we have another reason why that third case had to be added you cannot derive from here that we cannot learn out from knas you could learn out from knas but that third case had another issue associated with it now well, let me tell you what the issue at hand is as follows is Rav, uh, Rav Avin, there's a machlok is Rav Avin and Rav Yirmio. But Rav Avin ho- uh, holds like this. Let's say as follows. Let's say a person shoots an arrow in a public domain on Shabbos. Now, we know that in order to be high of violating Shabbos, you have to do an Akira. Akira means you have to uproot. It has to travel at Amas, and then the Yanoch has to come to rest. So the shooting of the arrow, that's the Akira. Travels four Amas and lands, that's done Anocha, and you have gatas if it's shogic and you have Misa, miso or core's the major. Now let's say along the way, I'm a number three, it went through silks, it tore through silks. Are you chayev to pay for those silks or not? Now we know that kamlev the that we've dealt with many times before, when there is a greater punishment, usually a capital offense associated with a minor punishment, a minor penalty or 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 or, or violation. Usually we talk about money. You do not pay because the larger. The based in only uh, can hold you responsible for the larger punishment, the the Misa, and when there's a Misa, we cannot hold you responsible for the minor. But one of the requirements over there, it has to be simultaneous. If it's not simultaneous, then you're not considered to be, uh, then you can hold you responsible both for the Misa and we can also hold responsible for paying the payment. Now the Shailah is, what would you suggest over here? Because the Chorah, you only Chai Misa at what point? When there was Hanukkah, when it came down. And it tore the silks after pay. the Amma number three. It the afterwards? It happened before, it's before, right? The money. silks and then it landed? Yeah, the number three was the silks. Amma number four, it came to rest. So you could argue, it's two different things. You should be Chai for both, right? Says Rav Ami, no, because since you are high of misa only if there was an Akira and a hanocha, meaning the fact that it needs the uprooting of the item and the item coming to rest, we view it as one compact action, and since it's considered one compact action, therefore what? It's considered simultaneously, and then you apply Kam lebed rabbi. right. That is the position. And therefore, you could think that this should not be included in the list of things that you should be chayev for. Uh, uh, And therefore what? And therefore you could argue like this. Is that menasech, think about what happens to menasech. Menasech, I pick it up. The moment I pick it up, I pick up someone else's thing. I become liable as a ganev for his thing. And then I pour it. Then I become chayev for the miso. Right, but since you can't pour it Lakhora, without first having picked it up, the picked it up was needed to, in order to pour it. So therefore, if you if you compare this to Rav Avahu's ruling, then what should you say? Then they should say, and you should not, they should not, we cannot hold you responsible for this. That's what they thought originally, and that's why they did not include the case of the pouring into that list. So now what changed? Why did they come back and they did add it? So the changed is because they said we don't apply Rabavo over here, we apply Ravir Mia. Now Ravir Mia disagrees with Rabavo. Ravir Mia actually holds is that uh, he holds that the, the uh, that it, it we don't consider it to be the precise moment and therefore you are Chayev. Okay. right and therefore what therefore in this case in this case it could be something that you should be held liable and therefore they added it to the list Okay, that's what, now, now there's another reason why we didn't include it, and then we included it later, not because you can't learn out from Knas, but for there's another reason. Just to, give, just to give a little bit of a deeper understanding that the Akronim, the Mazbir the, maybe, that they say is that the reason why we don't go with Rabbi Vo, we go with Rabbi Yirmiya, might not necessarily be because we don't agree with Rabbi Vo in his case, but maybe there's a difference over here. Because for the laws of Shabbos, you need to have halachically both. You have to have the Akira, you have to have the Anocha, and since you have to have both, we view it as one action. For the laws of Nesuch, it's only a pragmatic thing. You can't pour if you don't lift, but it's not a halachic thing. If somehow you were able to pour without lifting, then you would be chayev as well. So therefore, when it's not a halachic requirement, it's just a pragmatic one, we do view it as two separate instances, and that could be why you're chayev. Right, you hear the distinction? Right. So why is like this? So why is says like this? So, my, uh, so, says like this. so my, it's not a riot that you cannot learn out to uh, uh, do by, by Knossos. Because Mikaro, sorry, Rab Rav Avin. Initially, we compared it to the case of Rab Avin with the arrow, and we thought, therefore, since you need where well, you need to, you need the beginning and you need the end. So, therefore, it's considered like one action. So, therefore, here it's considered one action, and therefore we cannot be of you for someone's yaineser because pouring yain is a capital offense. It's avodazara. You mechayev Nisa for it. But then they say that we do view it as two separate instances and not the same, and therefore we can't apply over here the obligation that you have to pay even though it's a Hezek Shein and nicker. All right, as, all right, let's go on. There's a lot, lot more to be said on this, but okay. the just like this. The just explains it out. initially shot an arrow from the beginning of of to the end of and in the mean, in the interim, in let's say armor number three, he tore silks, Potter will be potter akira Since the Akira, the first uh, uh, uprooting to the Nech to the rest is all required. It's considered to be like one action is and therefore he's high a capital offense, and therefore he's potter from the payment. But and therefore the same thing would apply over here. You have to pick it up in order to pour. Since you have to pick it up in order to pour, it's all viewed as one action, and therefore it's Kamle Rabini, and therefore he cannot obligate you for what you did, even though it's a chain and And at the end, they held a is that you acquired it from the beginning as a that's when you acquired it, when you picked it up, it's considered yours as stolen. But at that point you're high for the momon. You're gonna be hired. Right? Mishchay, but now the capital part of it only comes in at what point? Not when you picked it up. When you're high for the capital offense, when you board it, we'll have adjili And then it's we'll considered two separate events, and therefore we don't consider it as one. And that's why your chayyyy, even though it's a hezek Let's go Ravuna to Avuni. He came to a place called be yuni also came Rob, and he came before Rob. I guess Rob was living there. So Amalei, so said, has anything happened to you later, uh, recently that you ruled upon that we can discuss? So Amalei said, I had a situation, there was a, 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 a Jew that was being forced by an idolater to show uh, 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 to show them money, of his friend, where does my this person keep the money? boliyadi. That's the case that came to me. and I made him liable to pay. Meaning they were looking for that guy's money, and they forced this guy to tell them where that guy keeps it. Right? We understand what happened. And, and then the guy said it, and I was chayev. So he was mechayev So um, so so I'm gonna lay. So Rava said, one second, that's not the correct ruling. Uh, Ahadir, retract your ruling and Uvde uh, uh, Lamare. And make sure, retract uh, your decision and Lamare, <laughs> and you have to give back the owner what was originally his. Give back his money, right? To sign it, because we learned in the he saw Shansu Evde Gehov and Verum Maman that if they were forcing him to show them somebody else's money, they didn't say, Give me no, your had, money, no, don't one, give me your one. money, and he went and showed somebody else's money to exempt his. That's not what happened. No. So they're forcing him to show somebody else's money. You're, you're, you're allowed, then you're, then you're not held responsible. Potter, you're a potter. However, that's you can show it, but if you physically picked it up and gave it to them, you went and gave, now you are physically involved in them getting it, so then Chayev, then you are liable in such a case, because there you're physically using your money to help save yourself, physically you're not allowed to go ahead and do that, you'll be Chayev. Amar al-Rabba. Now, Rabbi said, Now what happens if you weren't being forced? There was no gun to your head. You were not being beaten up. And you just, on your own, you know they're looking for it. And you want to go ahead and show them, get them out of here, right? But, but, but there was no pressure on you to do it. In such a case, im hereim atman, you showed her on your own without being forced. That's kenazim arasim yadadadami. That's no different than handing it to them. So then, in that case, you also will be chayev, alright? Anyway, says Ahu so for Achve Achamra de Rabi Mari pinchas of There was a person that was, the Evdeke were forcing him to show where the wine of Rav Mari's was. So therefore, like this. So Amr, now, so he showed them. So they're there now, they're at the uh, place where the wine's being stored. I, I guess they're all the barrels over there. So Amrulay, they said to him, That we want you to help pick it up and bring it back to the king's palace. Now, so the question is is it? So, Dariv Amtavad died. So, he picked up, they made him schlep the barrels. He picked up the barrels and he went with them. So, Azaka made Ravashi. So, what happened is over here, Rav Murray brought this guy to court, and now they're in front of Ravashi. And Patrime and Rav Ami patered him. He said, You're exempt. So, Amaleh Rabbon Rabashis, said, oh, we don't understand. It seems to contradict what we said before. L'chara, we learned B'yad, that if the, uh, if the person picked it up uh, yes, and sir. gave it to the al uh, what's going to be? Right? So, what do you answer to? he said like this. Let me tell you the difference. The difference is as follows: In the case where he's chai, we don't know where it is, we don't know where the item is. And he goes and he picks it up and he brings it to them. That's when he's Chayim. Here, but he said, if he only showed it to them, he'd be Potter. Here he just showed it to them. He started showing to them. Now they already know where it is. At that moment, once they know where it is, it's like the item has been lost. Now they ask him to go pick it up and hand it to them. He's not going to be chayv on that anymore. He's higher when they don't know where it is and he picks and brings it to them. But if he showed it to them and now once he showed it to them, at that point he's potter and it's considered like a write-off. Why is it a write-off that? Because they already know where it is. Once they know where it is, they're taking it. It's considered like it's already been destroyed. For him now to pick it up, he can't be chayv on it anymore because we already considered it like it doesn't exist. You, 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 you know the difference? Yeah. So one says like this, So he said to them, That's only way he first doesn't show them where it is. But he went and he picked it up and gave it to them. But they didn't know where it is. There is Chayim. It's considered to be just actively involved in them taking it. But where he already showed them. He already had shown them where it is. And this mikla kalia, that's considered to be like it's burnt, like it doesn't exist anymore. Why? Why it's considered like it's burnt, like it doesn't anymore? They don't even know him. where it is. They're like, at that point, if he picks it up and takes it, so he's not, uh, he picks it up and gives it to, uh, and helps them, he's not chive on it. So, Eisevei, Rabbi Avola, So, that's what Rabbi ruling, and Rabbi had a challenge on it. What's the, what's the challenge? It was, Amal So, he said like this, if an extortionist says to somebody, Hoshit li pekiah amirze. I want you to pass me this bundle of straw, or Eshkalan zeh, or this cluster of grapes. Now, there clearly he knows where it is. The guy knows where it is. He's telling him, This one, this one, I want you to bring it to me, right? Give it to me, right? And the person gave it to the extortionist, Chayiv, your Chayiv. Now, what do you see? You see that even though the guy knows where it is, if you pick it up and give it to him, you're Kutsir Chayiv. So that's no different in the case of Ravashi. You hear the question? So why is like this? my skin we're dealing with over here because going to betray Tree There was on two sides of the river. The point over there was the extortionist, was one side of the uh, river. So, you know, and so therefore he couldn't reach it from where he is. So since he couldn't reach it from where he is, so you're picking it up and giving it to him is actually what causes him to be able to get it. It's not just right in front. Right. So when says over there, that the extortionist could not have reached it on his own. So therefore, that's like the case where he doesn't know where it is, and you pass it to him. Then you consider considered to be And day Kanami, if you read the, the text carefully, you'll see it's correct. The Tani Hoshi. Hoshi is you extend it to him. You can just give it to him. You extend it to him. Why do you extend it to him? Because he couldn't reach it on his own. That's the shot over there. Below Tani Tain. it doesn't say give it. He said, you passed it. You transferred it to him because it is a good proof. ha Shuta. There was a, Shuta is a trap. Something to catch uh, fish in, you catch birds, and you catch animals in. Okay, there was a shooter. To have him Bay train. Now, what happened was like this: this trap had caught a certain animal or a certain bird, and two people were arguing about whose trap was it. Right, each one was ar- arguing whose trap was it. Right, you got you got the case. So hi, Amr Didi, who one said, it's my trap, and therefore the animal trapped in his mind. But hi, Amar Didi, and the other one said, it's my trap. So now what happened was that the one guy got so upset, so azal He handed over to the agent of the king. Basically, the king now confiscated. He gave it to him, and he took it, all right? Now, so now the question is, the other guy sues him, Saying saying you took my item and you gave it to the king. You should be Chayev. Right? Yeah. So Ammarabayah. Yochaloma anakimasri didimasri. So Bay said, you can't hold him responsible because he can claim that what I gave actually was mine. Right? Yeah. So I'm lay roba. So rova. So rova said, I don't agree with that. He said, what right does he have to say what I gave was mine? He had no proof that what he gave was his. It could just as easily have been what belonging to the other fellow. We put him in chayim. There's actually there's a, bit of a moser somebody who gives over information or does something with the authorities that hurts another Jew. We put him in chayim. We're gonna see. It's actually a much more severe, a real moser. You could even kill. But anyway, but we put him in chayim. We put him in Bidina, Until he brings the trap back. And he means he has to go pay and buy. It's going to cost him a lot of money to get it back from the authorities that he has to bring it to court and then fight it out in court. But what he did was wrong and we're going to penalize him for doing it. Go bring it back, go pay for it and get it, get it back. That's Robert's position. But to say that we don't have a right to do anything to him because it could be his own. What, what right What right does he have to, it's, it's to make it his own if he has no proof that it's his? Okay, let's go back to it. Say something more like this. There's a... Uh, a very uh, interesting story coming up. There was a certain person that, uh, that the, that the, the based in got wind that he was going to show the uh, officers of the king, he was gonna show them his friend's straw. All right? Maybe to grant, create goodwill with the king, whatever it is, he was going to give, uh, give over his friends, give over the way the friend keeps his grain to give it over to the king. So Azaka made the So they, they they had him brought before rav. Rab was the dying, and they brought him for rav. So lo lo I'm warning you, don't do that. That's the wrong thing to do. If you give over your friend's item to the king, you have done a great great violation. Don't do it. So I'm he said, "I'm not listening to you." Mahvina I will show it. I will show it now in front of Rav was sitting. Rav Kahana Rav. Rav Kahana was a Talmud of Rav. Okay. Now Rav Kahana was not happy that this guy is mouthing off to Rav. Shamte He broke his neck. Rav Kahana went and broke the guy's neck. All right. Now. Uh, and, and he felt he had a right to do it because this guy is an informer. An informer is Chay of Misa. Right? Okay. No, thing didn't take any nonsense. So, Kari Rav Ilavei. So, Rav uh, said over the following posit concerning this situation. What's the posit talking about? The is talking about that how when Oiv Dekechavim subjugate Jews, they first take away their money. When they take away their money, then we become completely beholden we become, become powerless. And then they can come in and they can slaughter us. So they first take our money, then they come and slaughter us. That's the, uh, that's the Pesach referencing. So it, says, <laughs> uh, your children have, have become weary, they have fainted. <laughs> they lie, fallen at the opening of every uh, street. <laughs> like a wild ox, that has been trapped in a net. Now, what's the comparison that the Navi Ishaya uh, is saying here? Once it's been trapped, there's not going to they're not going to have mercy on it. It's going to be slaughtered. So, to the money of Jews, when they get the taste of the money of Jews, they start taking away the money of Jews. They're not going to have mercy on on the Jews, and they're going to end up coming and slaughtering them. Therefore, the bottom line is that. This fellow, he held, even though it was only a financial issue, but this fellow is considered like a Moser and should be Chay of Misa because it starts with giving over our money. But once they take our money, the next thing they do, they're going to come and kill us. And therefore, technically, Rav Kahana was within his bounds to go and execute things. The only thing we're going to see is that what Rav felt, Rav Kahana did wrong, is you don't paskin halacha in front of your rebbe. You don't take it upon yourself to do something without having it that you're ready make the decision. Alright? So he says like this. So Amalai <laughs> Kahana, Ad Da Asino, Till now, but Babylonia was ruled by the Persians. So Lokapdiashville's The Persians didn't care so much about murder. Okay, not a big deal. But uh, <laughs> but now the Persians were conquered by the Greeks and the Greeks are much more cultured, they care about murder. And they don't allow anyone to impose the death penalty unless it's them who are who is doing it, and therefore, they're going to say murder, murder, or, or, or it could be merit. You're rebelling, rebelling because you are, they either call you a murderer or a rebeller because you did not go through the, the non Jewish courts to get this ruling, and therefore, and therefore, you need to run away to Eretz Yisrael because you're going to be killed if you stay here. So, the but however, as an atonement for Paschkening Halacha in front of your Rebbe. I want you to go to the sheer of Rabbi Yochanan, who is the God of Nebuchadnezzar, and you have to sit in this sheer for seven years, and you're not know allowed to ask a kasha. Uh, that is the Kaporo for having ruled in front of me. All right? So now, for somebody, uh, that's, a tough, that's a tough thing to be able to do. So therefore, what happened was, uh, so therefore, the kabbalah, can accept upon yourself, so kum saklar, it's a kabbalah, for seven years, you're not going to ask Rabbi Yochanan a kasha. So, Azul Ashkel Resh Lokesh, so he came and he found Resh was the brother in law of Rabbi Yechanan. Resh used to do the Chazorah Shir. Every big Shir, they do the Chazorah Shir. So, you didn't, ask, you, didn't ask, you didn't ask the Chazorah Shir, you didn't say, you can't ask any questions. So, what happened was, so Azul Ashkel Resh the Yosif, the Yom the And he was uh, completing the, the the review of Rabbi Yechanan Shir, the finishing of the Chazorah. So, Ama so uh so so Rafkhan and he gets there he says where is Rashlakesh where is Rashlakesh he, he want to know I want to know where is Lokesh I'm a late so they the, the students pointed out that's Rashlakesh so, so I'm a late so I'm relate they so le- so le- so said well, my why do you want me to ask him so I'm a lahu le- high kush you a high kush you a high ruko have a high ruko so he said cuz I want to tell Rashlakesh that this is the question could be asked, and this question could be asked, and this could answer this question, this could answer this question. Basically, he went to Nagino. You know, so the one says, They went and told Rish Lakish what Rav Kahana had said, that that's what he wants to do. He wants to find you and ask this question, that question, answer that question, answer that question. Answer that question. So Rech Lakish went to Rav you got to be careful. Tomorrow you're going to have in Sheer. This guy's a Spitfire. You know, this guy knows what he's doing. He says, Ari a lion has come out from Babylonia. The uh, iron mar, you should be very careful to give over the sheer tomorrow in a way that this guy, you're not going to leave yourself open to any questions. So the the next day, based on the level of student, that's the, the, the first row, second row, you, you, got, you got placed based on what they expected you to be in terms of your learning. But he can't ask. Ah, but he does, they didn't know he couldn't ask. They didn't know that. So now they put him in the first row. So Amar Shmaita, so he said over the first, the first uh, teaching, below Akshay, no questions. Shmaita, so he said over a second one, below Akshay. And now they kept moving him back a row. You don't, you're, you're just a dead word. We, they move him back. Until he ended up with being put back seven rows, which for a guy like Rav that's like a huge humiliation, right? So he ended up being put back in the last row. Amr right. Lehi turned to his brother-in-law. He says, that the right. line you talked about, Nasa Shul, has turned into a fox, Right? So Amar Yehei Rava. So, so this embarrassment. So so Rav Kahana felt that the embarrassment I went through each row should be considered like one year, and ah, therefore yeah, yeah. I'm done, right? So Amar it says Amar he said Yehei Rava Tahani Sheva. It should be that these seven Dari these rows lahavalichlav Sheva Shnin. I don't believe Rav intended me to have such embarrassment. This should be counted for like the seven years. So come Akari, he got up on his feet, and Amar lay, and he said to Rabbi Yochanan, one second, Nahadar mar parasha. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's chaser, oh, all right. <laughs> Amar shmaito, Rabbi Yochanan went over the first one for Akshay, and he asked a strong question on it. made darat Kama. they moved him up, they came up until he's back in, he's back in the first row. So Amr Smaitz Akshay said another thing and they asked a question. Alright? Now, Rab Yochanan Have Yoshivashivid Bastarki. Rab Yochanan was sitting on seven rugs. He was old and he was heavy, and he had seven rugs that he was sitting on. Shavile khada Each time one of his things were had a, a question that he couldn't answer, he asked them to remove one of the rugs. Right? I'm So therefore, I'm to Until they all were removed. i go to Me too, say from underneath him. I was sitting on the ground. So Rabbi Yochan He was an elderly person. And his eyebrows were very long and they hung over and he couldn't see well. All right? So he couldn't see what Rabbi looked like. So I'm the He said, lift up my eyes. I'm covering my eyes so that I can see. I want to see what this guy looks like. That's some kind of silver applicator that uh, for his eye to lift up so he could see. They saw now he, I guess he had a uh, cleft lips. So it looked like he was smiling. His lips were spread. It looked like he was smiling, mocking. Rabyekhan. So there was several other Kamah They thought he was smocking or sm- or smirking at him. Khalaj died of died Rab Yochan felt bad. And what happens when he felt bad? Nachnav Shay Rabyochan Rab Kahana died. Okay? So Mara says like this, the the next day Amrul Rab Yokhan Rabonan. So the next day rab Rabychan came to the Rabonan. He said, Khasisul Bavlah, did you see this Babylonian hechi avit What he did, how he mocked me. So Amrelay, they said, "rab Rabychan. He says, Darke that was his face. That wasn't he wasn't making fun of you, wasn't it? So Mara says, Allah so therefore he got very felt very bad. So he went, Allah Marty, went to the cave where they had buried Rav Kahana. They saw that there was a snake that was wrapped around the entrance. He couldn't get into the cave. I guess the tail of the snake was in the mouth of the snake. So how do they He said, open your mouth, release your tail, so that the teacher can go and see the student. The snake refused to open its mouth. Yekanes chaver to Said, "Okay, let the colleague go visit the colleague." Lei pasach did not open. Let the student go visit the teacher. All right. Pasach Lay. The snake opened up. Boy, Rachmeir, the prayed for Rav prayed for Ekanah. For Ukmay resurrected him. So amale. So he said to Rav Kani, Havi Yadana Had I known that that was your normal appearance, Lo Al I wouldn't have felt bad, and you wouldn't. Nothing bad would have happened to you. But Hash, alei, sumar, badan. But come back to me now. I want you in the yeshiva. Come back. So Amalei, so he said, Imatsi Lamais uh, as he said Ra he Because "If you can pray now that this is not going to happen again, how do I know you 're not going to feel bad again? Pray now preemptively that this should not happen again, and then I will be willing to go back with you but he loved if you 're not able to do it i don 't want to go back with you because since the the time for me to have a miracle to be resurrected has passed i can 't be assured that that's gonna happen again. So it's different. Some learned that he was just worried that maybe he won't be to Tchersa Mesim, because maybe this was a Tchersa Mesim. I don't want to die again. Alright. Tyre, uh, Rab Yochanan woke him up, ve'ukme and raised him fully, and, uh, and Shilakal the Dehavileh, and he asked Rab Yoch he asked Rabbi Kahana to answer all the questions that Rab Yochanan had in Torah. Or Bashdiner and Rav Kahana was able to answer all those questions and Hainu Dam and later on we see that that's what Rav used to say when he was talking to his students in Eretz Yisrael he said that he said Dielchon Amri I thought that you my Talmidim the learning in Eretz Yisrael where we are is greater right because we never went into exile. So therefore, our learning of Eretz Yisrael, we didn't go into exile, so our learning is greater. But Lomaisa, after I saw Rav Kahana, then Dilhainhi. I understand that Torah is not with us in Eretz Yisrael. Torah is with the Babylonians, the Bavloi, that's where the Torah is. There was a person that showed the agents of the king, the silks that belonged to Rav Abba. So, Yazir Rabbi Yavov, Rabbi Chaninabar Papi, Rabbi Yitzchak Navcha, the three of them were sitting, and they were judging this meiser. But Yazir Rabbi Logabai, Rabbi Logabai was sitting there as well. Savar Le Chayuve, they wanted to make him responsible that he's Chayiv. Mihadisnan, and they based it on the Mishnah. The Mishnah says <coughs> that if a judge Judge makes a mistake, we don't go, we don't generally punish him, but he makes a mistake in something that is clearly so push it that he's wrong because can I get a Mishnah, can I get something then he has to pay. So the, the, a the judge, case. the judge. Says Dana Saddin, for judge adjudicated a case, Zika a chayv, and he ruled uh, that a person is potter or someone is Chayev or Khiyev or he made someone Khayev that's really zakai's is Potter. Uh, Times uh, Atar. Or he made the Taming which is clearly Tahar. Or Tirah he made something Tahar, which is clearly Tomei. Masha Asa So they can't undo the din. Once the judge has been made, but he has to pay out of pocket for what was done. For Yeshalem base and he has to pay. So what do you see? Where you clearly do something that's wrong, even though it's only been verbal you're Chayim. So this guy that gave the agent, that was, he was doing something wrong. It wasn't even a, a court case. Calvachomer that this guy should have to pay Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba for his silks. So, Amal Rabbi Loa, Rabi Loa says, well, you, you can't bring a proof from there. Because hachi amarav, rav, rav paskin on the Mishnah by the judge, and yad. That the judge only has to pay, it's not, it's considered otherwise an indirect damage, only if he physically... Made a tommy, or he physically handed it over. But if he just ruled and he didn't physically do anything, you can't hold him accountable. And therefore you cannot apply over here because the guy didn't do anything physical either. Unless he physically did it, you would not be able to make him accountable. So therefore you cannot compare it to that. So Amri Lay, so they said to Rabbi Abba, we haven't, we can't prove that the guy's liable. Based on the Mishnah that we brought a proof from, there's no raya. But but go zil of Shimon ben of to We know that there are cases where it's indirect damage, a dinah and they have been able to hold a person accountable. So go to them and see if you and see if they can hold this guy accountable. So Azagabai went to them, They brought a rifle from the mission here in Babakama. What did the mission say? It's imach If it's because of the thief then uh that's why the Masikin came. Chayiv, then that guy has to pay. And we say that's extra. What does it come to teach me? You have to pay for another, uh, reinstate the field, give another field. It's a guy that shows the agents where the stuff is. So that's the proof. Therefore he has to pay. was a person that was, uh, that had... Uh, was watching a, a, a silver uh, a, 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 a goblet for it was a shomer on it. Saliku ganvi So what happened was the Ganovim came and they threatened him. So Shagli so he went and he gave it to them so they should leave him alone. So they came to Rabbi Patre, Rabba said he's potter from paying. He's using someone else's money to, pater, to, to to save himself. You can't use somebody else's money to save yourself. He should be Chaya. <laughs> so Ella Ammarshi, said no. The in and Rabbo is like this. Chazina. we have to take a look. If this guy was a wealthy guy, then the assumption is why the robbers come. The robbers came because of the guy. Then he it would be if He can't use somebody else's wealth to potter himself. But, uh, died to Didoa, so they came because of him. But Elo, but if the guy was a poor person, clearly the reason they came is they knew that he had the goblet. So in such a case, he's not saving himself. Because of the goblet, they came because of the goblet. Then he would have a right to give over the goblet. So, he came because of the goblet, and therefore that was the case. Yeah, that's why Rabbi Paskin said that the person does not have to pay. It was a Gabite stalker. He was the one who held on to the money that was used to redeem captives. Right? He was attacked. By robbers, shagli avni halei to get them away from him, that he shouldn't hurt him. They, they, he gave the money for pigeon shvuyim. So as a made the robber. They came to robber, patre. Robber said it's potter. So amleibai matzal moment who it's not his money and he's using it to potter himself. So amleibai ein lechapigyon This is pigeon shvuyim. He's using the money to save himself. That's pigeon shvuyim. How gav da atim azikam inish ma ma There were these people that were rushing to get onto a ferry boat. I guess everyone needed to get on. And it was not supposed to be for animals. But he stuck his donkey on first before the people came on. Now the problem is, when everybody else came on and the donkey was there, it was going to tip. It was going to tip over. So now, the only logical thing to do is what? The donkey overboard. The donkey overboard. So therefore, Boilet Buya was about to capsize. So Azahugavah, so one of the people said, hey, we're going to drown when this guy put his donkey on here. So Azahugavah, Malach Leila Hamra, so the person went and pushed the donkey, Tahu and the donkey drowned. Pushed it into to the river, donkey drowned. Azahu made the robbers, the robbers, they came to rabba. robber. Patre, robber said so the guy doesn't have to pay. He's saving himself with his friend's money, so why shouldn't he have to pay? This guy's a road ace. The guy who put the donkey on, he's causing, he's threatening the lives of everybody else. You have a right to go ahead and push his donkey on. He's a road if He doesn't have a right to do something that's threatening the life of everybody else. And therefore, you could throw, legally, you can throw the donkey in the, overboard. Rabba letame he says more rab is l'shitoso to am a rabba rab an interesting halacha. Road of she'ar road of acher chaver hargo. Let's say A is chasing B to kill him. A is trying to kill B. V'shiber es kalim, and along the way when he's trying to kill B, he breaks vessels. Now, ben shall near da It doesn't matter whose vessels they are. Whether it's the victim, the guy who is chasing his vessels, he's breaking, he's shooting at the guy, and he's, he's breaking the guy's vessels, or he's breaking a third person's vessels. Either way, his potter. Why? Because as long as he's running, he has a din chiv misa on him because the road of his chiv misa. And as long as he has a chiv misa on him, any financial damage that has occurred along the way, kam the Ravamina, he's exempt. Now the other way around, what happens if the Nirdaf was trying to get away? He's throwing things at the guy and trying to, and he's breaking Kalim trying to save himself. So If the victim is trying is breaking Kalim, shall If it's shall he's bringing the Rodev's Kalim. He's Potter. Why? Because if you're allowed to kill the Rodev. To protect yourself, you're allowed to kill, you're allowed to break... His vessels. Okay, right? His money shouldn't be any more valuable than his body. You're allowed to kill him, you're allowed to break his vessels to try to save yourself. But if he breaks other people's vessels trying to save himself... Then he's gonna be, he has to pay for that. That is chayef to pay for. Because chayef, because oslo hatzil atzim in You can't, you're liable for saving yourself, trying to save yourself with somebody else's moment. You don't know how to do that. You're gonna have to pay. Now, what if you have like this? Look at this case. A rod of acharod of I'm sorry, rod of shaye rod of acharod A is chasing B. Is the case? A is chasing B to kill him. So A is a chi misa. C chases A to protect B. C is doing something okay now because C is trying to kill A because A is trying to kill B. So the one who's got the Chiyav of misa on is A. C who is a rota because he's trying to kill A, but he's not a Chiyav of misa because he's doing the right thing. He's trying to protect A from killing B. Everyone's got the case. Are right, you got the case? A is chasing B, and C is chasing A to protect B. Now, Sheber Kalim, if, let's say, A broke Caleb I mean, C. The, 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 the C is chasing A, C broke Kalim trying to kill A. Ben shall near the Ben shall call Adam Potter. Now, in this case, whether C kills... No, broke the verse... Right. Now whether he kills breaks the vessels oh, of A or whether he breaks the vessels of any person, he's gonna be Potter. Now why should that be? On on C there's no of Nisa. So really there's no din of Kamal Dravamina. He's doing the right thing. He's trying to kill A. But why should he be Potter from trying he's trying to save B by trying to kill A. So anything he breaks, why should he be potter? The Lomina did, not legally. Legally he should be Chayev. The only reason we say is potter because if you make him chayev, then people now then people aren't, aren't going to want to do that. They're right. They're not going to want to. If I'm responsible for trying to save somebody from the fine, so therefore it's like what's it called? It's good Samaritan law. Therefore, they think you're, not, you're not you don't have liability in such a case. So Ella sheim yata Omer came because if you don't exempt him, Adam in a No one is going to try save a person from someone else if it's going to be chayev liability for anything he does along the way. Okay, Jamal. What's going to be is the guy who's running away. No call. Him.